1: all about fitness podcast today we are recording with Brandon Wagner and Mark Cornell Uh, and I'm doing this a little bit different I want to kind of have a free-flowing conversation so normally I do a little bit of introduction I set up the podcast but I told these two guys uh, who I consider good buddies we haven't caught up in a while and what I want to do is just have a conversation to catch up Check in, see how everybody's doing. Um, Mister Cornell, I think you're doing pretty okay, and I'll let you share where you are, and then uh, we're just gonna have a free flowing conversation with it, and uh, and catch up uh, on the podcast. So, Mark,
2: what are you doing right now, Bud? Where are you? I am uh, well, I'm five minutes at the happy hour on the beautiful island of Aruba. I- unfortunately, I am not at the happy hour because I'm with YouTube, which is even better, obviously, because it's free. Um, and uh, I'm here to do a couple of things. One. Um, do a little bit of business and a little bit of pleasure. So it's, it was my wife's birthday, my grandmother's 94th birthday. That's why we came here. And, uh, our youngest son has now has a dual citizenship and is a Dutch this. citizen as well. So that's pretty awesome. So we've been, that's been a long time into waiting. And, uh, besides that, you know, on the beach at sunset means filming lots of, lots of content, lots of content.
1: Are you, are you loading up on content for your Instagram or YouTube or what are you, what are you loading up for?
2: Um, a little bit about So, so for for Instagram, but also for our our clients. So you know, for our clients, and uh, we recently, uh, uh, well, we are, I can't say with who yet, but we're we're going to be uh, somewhat dealing with education for a big company that distributes. Uh, how do you say it? Collagen protein. Okay. So,
1: right. <laughs> well, I can't well, say gonna... Yeah,
2: but I, I think you can figure it out.
1: So for listeners, yeah, Mark is just sitting back in a chair right now. It looks Is that your home in Aruba or are you somewhere like at a club at a resort or
0: That's a green screen.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but we is that, is that you, your Mark, house? I can't
0: hear you.
2: Yeah, is that your house? Yeah, I don't that also you no, might have- No, I wish this was my house. I wish this was my house. Um this is like a a big big event hall that I'm sitting in. Ah, uh, okay. It's like a big hut. And behind me there's a lot of rowdy or, northeastern americans mostly from boston that are really loud right now ah <laughs> uh, okay so if we if in, we in uh, uh, yeah
1: hey uh what, yeah we, we, we know it's from them and brandon where are you joining us brandon wagner is uh so i know both uh mark and brandon from uh the fitness education circuit so we'll be talking about that a little a little bit as well as talking about how we've managed to stay in shape over the last year or so so brandon where are you right now
0: well, I'm, uh, I'm in Tucson, Arizona. That's where I call home. Um, and the, the spot you see behind me is actually my, my home gym. So, you know, this is like literally right over there about 20, 20 steps is my front door. Um, so this is where I, I do my personal fitness, but I also work with all of my clients here. Well,
1: so. we, we, I interviewed you, what last, it was like last January or early February. Yeah, I ran it. when I must have been January because I ran it when I was overseas in February last year. And you had told me that you had converted your house into a gym. Uh, did you have foresight, Brandon? Did you know that uh, we're getting ready to shut everything down in a pandemic? And, well, and you, can you you,
0: listen? It was one of those things where, you know, being independent for the last, what, 13 years, just, you know, I was paying somebody else's rent, you know, like you, you rent space out of a studio, you know, you're ended up, you know, giving a chunk of that cash to somebody else. And I'm just like, you know, I'm tired of doing that. Cause you know how the influx of, of fitness goes, especially here in the Southwest, you have a lot of, you know, what we like to call snowbirds coming to, coming to Tucson and they generally have more than one home. So when summer hits, they go back for about four months. So, you know, I see a a real decline in my clientele and I still have, I'm still having to pay rent for somebody else. So I chose to pull the trigger and say, it's, I have a two-car garage that I can convert and make it very professional looking. Um, And I, you know, in all of it, I mean, when I first made that conversion, I lost one client. And that's only because she was a little pretentious. She liked to be seen. Um, So it wasn't really about fitness. It was really more about her wanting to be in a a club where she could be seen. Um, But I've had, I mean, I've had no negative effects from being here.
1: Zero. Dude, is that a mural on the inside of your garage? Yeah. Door? So
0: this actually this mural right here, I can give you a quick little tour of it. Yeah. So the AUC is a mountain in Tucson, right? That's like okay. our and then um, that's an A10 up there in the corner. That is the plane that is usually you see flying over Tucson. Okay, The little finger rock is one of our famous, you know, hikes that you can do here in Tucson. And then along here, there's just like little things and in indicative like San Javier, little Coco pelly. My wife did that in about three hours. She your wife painted that? That's pretty cute. Yeah, my ass. wife painted that. Yeah. My wife did that.
1: Yeah, I could tell that's an A ten Warthog. I was just watching something. Yeah, on. that it is. I was watching one of the specials the other day. Have you guys ever seen those V twenty two, the uh, Ospreys that the um that the Marines fly?
0: Yeah, those are pretty badass, but they're I hear they're subject to potential crashing. They're just not that reliable. I, I I I've almost gotten an
1: accent on the I five freeway because they, they they they're based in Miramar here in San Diego. It's not That's top gun anymore, it's like a Marine Corps right. air station, it's not a naval air station. But they they take off from Miramar and they have the propellers vertically when they go over the freeway. And right as they get over the freeway and they're going over to the coast, you can watch the propellers. They're actually turning the propellers from vertical to horizontal and they fly up along the coast to go up to Pendleton. And that's why sometimes when they've been flying, I'll be driving and kind of staring at them instead of really paying attention to. Yeah, I wonder if I I get an accident like Uncle Sam. What's that?
2: That's badass.
1: I said I'd pull over. That'd be fun to watch. And now, Mark, you, right now you're in Aruba, but normally where are you based out of?
2: Vegas, Las Vegas, Nevada, and uh, you know Brandon. Brandon was a little ahead of me with the the, the you know swip, switching to the gym. We were at a gym, uh, and uh, the owners there they had a they freaked out, so they shut it down. And then within uh, two months, uh, we flipped our our one of our rooms in the house into a gym. That's where we teach out of right now, which is uh, pretty inventive, but. What was cool is that um, I've, I I love the digital world as far as social media and and um, we were already going in the direction of online training. So when this all you know hit the fan, uh, it was very scary because Brandon lost one client. <laughs> I lost every single one of my clients except for one. Shout out to Charlie worker um, and that that man. Uh, like a lot of love to that guy because he really helped us kind of just stay afloat a little bit, and uh, from there on, build and what we've been doing so far is uh, creating uh, online mentorships uh, for trainers, other trainers, uh, for for coaches to learn how to navigate the online space when it comes to developing their niche and creating websites and you know and more importantly, creating an offering because what a lot of people don't know is that. The online world in 2020, even though the world seemed like it was going to end, it actually grew as much as it did in the 10 years preceding that. And that's one thing that I, I did. I didn't see coming, but I kind of saw it coming. And then when you get all the stats from like URSA and ACSM and you know all these big companies that are like all of a sudden start pumping out stats. And uh, I was reading a lot of the Times, the Financial Times as well. All of a sudden you see this happening in October, November and then you figured out that, hey, you know what? A lot of these big companies, uh, for lack of a better word, they got their stuff together. And um, that's what's driving going to be driving the industry. You know, there's a bunch of boring stats, but if you're not in the virtual space, um, you should consider it, you know? And, and it's not it's not for everybody. Like, some people are going to just be like, hey, I'm doing great. Like, Brandon's been doing phenomenal. I think he's he actually had to say no to work, you know? So when people are losing their minds, I think if you... Really trust and believe in what you do as a fitness professional. You, you won't you won't go hungry because <laughs> we live in a world that's just ballooning. So you know, well, I, and instead of being a shape, I try to stay in shape, even though <laughs> I feel like a shape.
1: Well, and I really think, and I've said this before, and I'll be interested in your guys's input on this. Is I really think we're in for a, um, a a kind of renaissance of fitness here in the next few years. Because, and listeners, you're probably tired of hearing me say this, but I've been extremely bullish on fitness. And what I really think is when we look back at the data over 2020 and we look back at, at who was impacted the most by, by this virus, by COVID, you're going to see, like, of course there are people from all walks of life that unfortunately passed away that die. That there are outliers of people who are healthy that somehow some they, they, they expired as a result of the virus, but for the most part, I firmly from the early data, I firmly think we're going to see that those of us who are healthy and fit, if we got sick, it was like whatever it was an annoying cold for two or three weeks, and then you know, we got better. And I really do think that this is going to be the final thing that finally gets people to move because for years, no matter what we've said, people still equate fitness with appearance, and I feel that this is going to be the final thing that kind of Real, gets people to realize that hey, fitness is about managing our health. Have you got? What do you guys think about that? I mean, from what you're in two different, you're in very, somewhat similar communities in the fact that you're both in desert southwest. But Mark, you're in Vegas. Brandon, you're in you're in Tucson. What what do you what's your sense? What's your sense of that from what, have you, what you've seen in your markets?
0: You know, ahead, I've uh, you've seen some of my most recent posts lately where I'm just talking strictly about health and you know, I mean for short of not, you know, being just bluntly honest about it and saying, you know, uh, I don't think we would have had been nearly impacted as we were if we were a community of people. And I mean, f- from a nation standpoint of people who actually took, took a real ownership in their health. You know, I mean, I, I had posted that article from the World, uh, World Obesity Federation that claimed that due to their, you know, the research that they had shown um, if you were living in a, in a country that's population was, uh, f- over 50% in the overweight percentage rate, your, your likelihood of dying from COVID increased 10 times by, you know, from a country that was less than 40%, you know, and it, it, they studied this over 160 different countries. And it just goes right back down to that. Yeah, maybe this was a wake up call for a lot of people that, you know, and I'm not against wearing a mask if and when it's necessary. But to me, that's a last line of defense that isn't a guarantee. What it what it what and even being fit and healthy isn't always a guarantee. Cause like you said, there are those outliers that we found that people who are fit and healthy, you know, dying. But the reality is if I'm if I'm fit and I'm healthy, I have given myself a better chance to survive whatever comes my way. And putting a mask on is simply a diversion from what the real problem is. And um, I'm hoping that is the case. You know, I mean, uh, you know, here in, here in Tucson, you know, we're, we're, we're still, I wouldn't say on lockdown, but our governor has recently lifted the mask mandate hmm. and our city has not. They're oh, fighting wow. against right now. Um, my wife works for a lab, you know, she runs a testing lab here in town. And what she says is, you know, we're seeing a decline in people testing. They're barely able to stay open, but we're not seeing a real significant rise at all. So it's, there's got to be a point to where you've got to kind of get back to life and start kind of moving in a direction, Um, you know, places like, you know, the online, online space, places like my space, give you the opportunity that if you are you know nervous about these types of things, it's a place to go. But I mean shit, people could have been taking walks all this time. There's a lot of things people could have done. And I think, you know, in our community, we are a active community. This is a place where you see people out all the time. Um, But we were impacted, but also we're also an older age population. We're a retirement community. And I think you see that in a lot. You see a lot of uh, things that, you know, go wrong from the health standpoint in the older age population, if you're not taking care of themselves. But, you know, I think at this particular point, there has to be there has to be a call to doing something because COVID is just one thing in the line of next things to come.
1: Yeah. No. And and Mark, what have you seen? What's been the Vegas experience?
2: Uh, Vegas? Well, you know, it, Oh man, it's like, it's been all over the place. It turned into the wild, wild West from a social economic perspective because the hotels opened up uh, with low, low prices and it brought in uh, an odd crowd and a lot more violence. Uh, (laughs) You know, hey, I'm 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 a proud new gun owner now too. Unfortunately, and I'm from the Netherlands, so my entire family is like, "What are you doing?" And then they start sending them the news because if you live in Vegas, you know. If you don't live in Vegas, you just think that I'm making this stuff up. Um, from from a, a numbers perspective, like I'm I'm from the Netherlands, so I follow the news in the Netherlands. I follow the news in Aruba and Curacao for that family there, and it's all going up. But the, what one thing that I see the most is that um, politics is reacting, not science. And so, you know, we're unfortunately impacted um, a lot more by politics because people don't really know what they're doing. Either that or you got, you know, the huge polarization of not listening to science. Yes, if if you get your butt in shape, do it now. And if this isn't the biggest call to action, because uh, my sister and, you know, we, we, lost, we lost friends and they were overweight, they were obese, and, but due to underlying factors and the part that sucked is that if you – had uh, something that was underlying, you didn't know about it, and then you died, and then the cause was COVID, then it got marked off as COVID. And a lot of people are, well, yeah, but this person had a, you know, fill in the blank of bad stuff. Yeah, but the catalyst was COVID. So basically something entered our world, our entire world, and is wreaking havoc on people that I think have been taking it for granted, have been taking uh, the, the ability to move around, to go outside, you live in a place where it's hot. Brandon and I live in probably the hottest place on earth. Like he and I joke around, like what's over at your place, one twenty-one. What's over at your place, one? I'm a, I'm usually lower, one nineteen, right? So you can my <laughs> eggs on the sidewalk, but you have you ha- you don't need a gym. And yes, the virtual space is an answer. What's it over there right now? See, so you're
0: ninety right now.
2: Ninety. Oh, geez. I'm at eighty-seven degrees, right? So. <laughs> um, I'm 87. So in Vegas, is 87. So and, and what, what's so interesting is like if you go to the boutique gyms, yes, you will make sure like Brandon will make sure that his place is spick and spam. You can eat off the ground. You know, like those things are super important in selecting, um, you know, you staying active as far as like masks. I wear a mask. I believe I believe that, hey, you know what, my business partner is a blood clot survivor. And she she was a lot more afraid than I was, honestly, like I'm sitting there going, oh, ah, man, I hope I don't give it to anybody else. Uh, you know a lot of anecdotal, you know, stuff that you can add to that. But for me, it was more about the people around me, like my my ninety four year old uh, grandmother, my ninety year old mother in law. You know, my my wife is a is is in the risk group, so that was super important to me. But there's, you know, there was unfortunately in the entire world, I think, all of a sudden politics took over and we stopped listening to science, and that kind of brings us back to just fitness. Where you know, marketing is the world, and nobody listens to science. What are the details Nothing. <laughs> they just read and study. So, I don't
1: wanna, yeah, I, you know, it, no. You know. I want to talk to talk about workouts, but I look at this stuff, man. I mean, I, I've made I've made a decision last year, and I don't know how you, how you guys would feel about this. But now I've realized one of my number one goals in life is I do not. I don't know what the male equivalent of a Karen is, but I do not want to be on one of those videos that goes viral on on YouTube. Yeah or Instagram, or whatever, or, uh, or Twitter, for me freaking out about not wearing a mask in some store. I mean, I look at that as, look, if the science says it could reduce the risk of me getting sick, and when all three of us have traveled through Asia enough to know that probably 20 to 30% of people in any one Asian city are wearing masks at any time anyway. And if wearing a mask in certain places could, could reduce the risk of me getting sick, I look at it as like wearing a seatbelt. I don't have to wear a seatbelt when I drive, but the data says I'll probably have a better chance to survive in an accident if I'm wearing a seatbelt. I look at wearing a mask in a public crowded area right now is kind of the same thing. If the data suggests that maybe it could help me reduce the risk of getting sick, I'm going to go with it for the time being. And I'm not going to have a freak out or a meltdown because I'm trying to go buy laundry detergent and I'm not wearing a mask. I mean, what do Because I, I think that's been one of the things we've seen over the last year is we have this whole new like source of entertainment of people having these meltdown videos on social media.
2: You'd be a Ken. Don't be a Ken. Oh, Ken, is that? Is that uh, yeah, I don't I, want to be a Ken. Can, yeah. Don't be a, don't be a Ken.
1: And, and unfortunately you know some of them have happened yes. in your
0: world, uh, in your world in Arizona, Brandon. Yeah. You, you know, it, you know, it, it's, I think people are just being reactive rather than proactive. And I've always felt that's kind of the, the nature of us, you know, I mean, uh, I got a good buddy of mine who, you know, was, uh, during, well, actually it wasn't that long ago, but he had, you know, he, he wanted to meet, meet a few of us for lunch, um, sat us down, told him, he told us that he was diagnosed with, you know, cancer. You know, they, they kind of jumped the gun on telling him he was like stage three, you know, and he starts talking about how he's been eating grapes because of the antioxidants in them. And, and I'm, you know, and he's an overweight guy. I mean, he's the same height as me, but he probably weighs two sixty. And, um, all I thought to myself was, you know, I mean, I'll be there for you. I'll do whatever I can to help you, you know, whatever you need. It's, you know, but at the same time, I, you know, I see him all of a sudden responding to something that I'm not saying I'm not saying that he, he could have prevented this. What I'm saying is if there's a fight to be to be put ahead, he didn't walk into this fight well prepared. And now he's trying to catch up. And I think that's just the general nature of the human. Whether there's COVID or not, that's just general the reaction for most people is unless you come from this mindset and this mentality of, you know, I care about my health, I care about my fitness. And it's not really about you, you know, I mean, uh, you know, we're, I know we're going to start talking about, you know, fitness and stuff like that. You know, I've really kind of immersed myself in this company called Go Ruck over the last year and a half. And I really I like their messaging. I like what they have to say. I you know, I, and it's all about it's not about you. Right. If you it's a, it's about, you know, this comes this this company is a, a military based company, but their whole perspective is we do things as a team. And I think of, you know, the friends and my family as my team, right? And I wanna watch my kids get old. I wanna watch, I wanna be there, you know, at sporting events for my kids. I wanna be able to be that dad who can go out and play and run with them for as long as I possibly can. And what that takes is me caring about myself and my health enough to be able to do that. So they can so they can have their dad there as long as I can. And it's not about me. I don't think of this as the way of, I care if I look better in a t-shirt. I mean, sure. There is a part of me that wants to say, you know what? I I don't want to have to squeeze into my pants. I don't want to have to feel, you know, overly tight in a large t-shirt, but the, but the, you know, so there is that, that is, is that, but at the end of the day, I want to go out and throw the ball and feel like, you know what, man, I don't need 17 days to recover. You know, (laughs) you know what I mean? So that's, that's kind of, that's kind of what it comes down to for me is, you know that's I think that's the perspective you have to take. I had a father who died very, you know six years ago, oh wow, and had it, you know, he had ten years prior he had an open heart surgery. He did nothing about that years before that. My dad used to sit on the couch eating those you know those bean dips things that you can buy at like the circle K. yeah, he'd yeah. eat a whole he'd eat a whole container of that watching TV and oh, wow. No, he set himself up for what, what happened to him in his last few years as I watched him kind of just dwindle away. And I, I bought, I hired him a trainer. I mean, I, my mom has been, you know, was with him when she was into fitness. So he had this influence his entire life, but it wasn't culturally something that he did. My dad was Mexican, never grew up in that space in that world. And To change those habits was a very, I mean, he couldn't change those habits. He didn't know how he wasn't committed to it and it cost him his life. Hmm. And I, you know, I always use the the example, you know, dad, do something because I want you to watch my daughter graduate high school. I want you to be there when she gets married. He wasn't there for any of that. And that for me, that is a big enough reason to say that what I do behind me isn't about me. It really, at the end of the day, isn't about me. It's about the people that I love and around me. And if you're not, if you're not committed enough to do that for other people, I mean, I, I, I think I, am sorry, but that's a real shame. I have no respect for that. I really don't.
1: Well, well I think that's one of the things that sometimes keeps people out of, out of starting to work out is they look at, I don't want to take time away from my family. I don't want, I don't. A lot of people will look at fitness as being selfish, and I really like the way you reframe that. Is you're selfish if you're not doing something to work on extending your lifespan. What's your thought, Mark? And plus, because you grew up, Mark, you're you're not American, and I don't mean that like in a in a derisive standpoint. Like, yo, get out of here, immigrant. What I mean is that you grew up, you have a different kind of you. You come up and look at this from a different perspective at a different kind of yeah, different point of view. So, what's your, when you see this, like when you see how Americans approach this, what's your thought toward towards it?
2: Uh-huh. I, I do think that, you know, it's kind of piggyback on what Brandon said, because I do listen to what's going on in the Netherlands. and uh, You know, there's a lot of there is a, a good divisive stance. But at the end of the day, it's it's bigger than yourself. You know, and it's it's almost like when I when I first saw it, um, when 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 we were first asked to wear masks, um, we were asked to wear masks for other people. And my Dutch friends were joking around and they said, man, you guys in the U.S. are making a ruckus out of this. And, and one of them said, I bet you if they would have asked, you know, I was like, hey, if you don't want to die, you should wear a mask. And that probably would have fared a lot better than, hey, you know, help someone else out and wear a mask for someone else. And I think the, the mental aspect is the hardest one to endure. Oh, did we, didn't Mark freeze? That's a good, it's a good
1: view, right? Mental, I know, it's a mental aspect. And also too, I mean, but but I think he's right because we, if, if we make it as Americans, but I think you're right, dude, because as Americans, we get somewhat selfish. You know, if you make it, we if we make it about others, like I'm not going to look out for you, Brandon. I'm like, I'm going to be looking out for what's number one. I'm going to be, you know, as Americans, we kind of have this. And that's been one of the breakdowns. I like that point of view, Mark, because I think that's been one of the breakdowns over the last few years, whether it's politically or socially, is Americans, in some respects, we can come together. But day to day, we're kind of like, "F you! What's in it for me? Why should I do that?" You know. Every now and then, if you, well, you... If you get a national national disaster or natural disaster, you see people step up and help out. But really, day to on a day to day basis, Americans really are kind of, you know, what's in it for me?
0: They kind of had that mindset. Well, the mentality has the mentality i think you know you yeah you make a really good point there is it, it has changed and it's changed for a negative in a, in such a negative way over the last few years that it's now like you know it's now you know who do you identify with and it's what do you mean you know what i mean like i i have a a client whose kid went who goes to the university of arizona right and it's a pretty liberal university for the most part um, however You know, he, during, during a freshman class, I don't know if it was some sort of sociology, you know, sociology class or something, but they asked him who he identified with. And he says, me, Hmm. I identify with me. Like I'm, I'm a human. I'm, my name is, you know, whatever his name. And they said, no, no, no. Can you please tell us what group do you identify with? He's like, why do I have to? And they were forcing him into it. And it's just and I feel like that's kind of the, that's kind of the social norm now where it's it's me or it's me and then you. and it's not like it's just us. I don't give a shit what you want to be great as long as you're not harming others, as long as you're not in you know you're not in the you know in the way of trying to you know diminish and disrespect people and, and their beliefs and what they want um, then it doesn't really matter who I identify with just just I'm just a human and I am who I am. And I think that's where we've gotten to the point where it is you versus me. And, and now it's no longer your word versus it's now your word versus my word. And you don't tell me to do that. I'm gonna do it the way I do it. and and I think that just breeds really a dysfunction that we have now, and it will bleed into this fitness world because because it is about, well, you know, I don't want to be told to have to do this for any reason. You know what I mean, I, I see that a lot in, my younger, you know, with my, with my daughter, you know, she's 21 years old. She's a very fit girl, but it's just very interesting. The mentality of some of the things that the people, you know, some of the kids at this younger age group are, are focused on versus what they should be focused on.
2: Hmm.
1: Now, Mark, before you broke up there, you're talking about like the community aspect of like the me versus we type of thing. And do you think in America that we do a good job of, of thinking about, about us as opposed to thinking about me?
2: Uh-huh. No, I don't think so. I think it's it's horrible. It's, it's uh, incredibly divided um, from different aspects, from a from a from a social economic aspect, from a racial aspect, and uh, and and I used to be able to joke around because I I am part. I'm a third. Like basically, we did the twenty three and me, and I've been right. I'm a third black. I'm a third Asian or Chinese, right? And uh, and I'm part European. But in the U.S., you get categorized by what you look like, and. Uh, in the Netherlands for a long time, you know, I I could be who I am because people understand like, oh, your mom is this, your dad is this, and it makes you which makes you unique. You know, the same that Brandon is is mixed as well, but you don't see it, right? You don't see it until you ask some there's a lot more categories versus what kind how can you how can I contribute to your life and how can you contribute to my life? So I think that there's a lot of divisiveness um, in in the in the in the United States, and even in the fitness world. When it comes to, um, you know, oh, our program is better than the other. I'm like, listen, if you can stop the rise of obesity, the only way we can we can do that is when we do it together. So you can you can be a CrossFitter, you could be an F45er, you could be a science jock, right? You could be a strong firster, a TRXer. But if you don't approach all of it from the same idea of like, hey, we have the same goal at the end of the day and not look down on the person that says, well, you, you didn't learn about the quad and in, in all of its muscles. You just learned that it's a quad. I'm like, hey, man, if that helps that person to get Joe Schmo off the couch so that Joe Schmo can enjoy their life, um, I, I believe then that's how we unite. But right now, the average personal trainer is ill-equipped. Uh, it's like foot soldier and, and you're being sent out with, with a, with a pickaxe, you know, go fight and fight a battle because there's such a mental aspect to it. And there right now, post COVID, there's a lot of people, you know, but domestic abuse went through the roof because people are actually at home, um, you know, which is super sad. And we have to be, and, and, you know, we usually joke around as, as fitness professionals saying, oh, well, you know, I'm like an underpaid therapist. Yes. Now we have to start looking at the NASM, the ACEs, the PTA Globals, the ISSAs. Um, you know, how many courses can you give so that you can start equipping these young trainers to be able to help out their clients from a mental point of view? If you look at the Lancet, right? I, I, I read the Lancet at least once a week. I look at the new articles. The Lancet is the is like the industry, is like the standard, is like the gold standard when it comes to epidemiology. And the number one article on there has everything to do with mental health and the fact that as a, as a world we're we're still ignoring that, you know, Hey, we can fix a lot of these things. You don't have to be, you know, in that group or this group or this group, start looking at people's mental health, start equipping your trainers. Right. There's, I can make this very broad. We can look at the police too, right. How they under trained? We're under utilizing all the knowledge we have, but it sounds really good when you say, yeah, man, knowledge is power. And I, I still joke around when I'm like, Oh, it's like, Walking around with a, a you know flashlight in the dark, you just don't know how to, right? Knowledge is only power if you know how to turn it on, if you know how to utilize it. And so you know, our industry is divisive because we're basically screaming the same stuff, but we're not doing it in, in a unison.
0: I think, you know, I agree with Mark. And I, I, you know, I mean, I've been doing this 23 years. My mom's been doing it since I was eight. I've, I've watched it for you know, for 39 years, okay, I've watched this industry. Um, it's, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of problems with the industry as a whole, um, with their messaging. I think to some degree, but you know, what I, what I, what I feel where we're failing is is the messaging to the people we're trying to we're trying to bring into the industry is. And I've, I've told this to Mark and I have this, you know, quote that I liked, that I came up with on my own is kind of like, I don't believe in training the program. I train, I train the person. I work with the person. I don't work the program. To me, it's ancillary, the program. Okay. I don't work with professional athletes more times than not. Right. I mean, yes, on many levels I have worked with, you know, athletes, I have worked with actors who all have a specific goal, but for the most part, general population people we're talking, you know, we're talking the majority of our clientele, that are going to come through our doors, just want to be fit enough to feel better, to move better and fit in their clothes. Right. I mean, that's really what it's that's really what it comes but really what it's what it comes down to and when i have a client coming in i know what i know what i want to do but i'm more than willing to let that go to meet what they need to keep them coming back that means hey if we only got 30 minutes of some sort of effective work in but the other 30 minutes you you know you had to complain about your kids or whatever it was I'm making you feel better inside, I'm working on your outside, and you're going to come back and we're going to set, now we're going to go ahead and start creating some good habits, right? So it's, I think that's where the industry could be a little bit better and saying, you know what, this is really not about, this is not just about fitness itself, this is working with somebody who, you know, who is coming to us with more needs than just the physical.
1: And let's take a step back, because I totally agree, but let's take a step back and because Mark kind of alluded to something, and I kind of giggled earlier, Mark, when you said talking about programs, because I think all of us, and, and, and Brendan and I, I think, are a couple years older than you, Mark. Not many, but but a couple years older. But I think we've all been been doing this for at least 20 years. <laughs> and Mark's indicating, no, dude, I'm definitely younger than you guys. Um, but we've all been doing it definitely for twenty, at least 20 years. And I think when everybody gets into fitness, however you come into it, whether it's through group fitness, indoor cycling, CrossFit yoga whatever the frick got you into the fitness in the first place we come in with this like these blinders on thinking this way is the right way this way is the only way you have to do this in order to get these results and I think part of it's a, a sense of maturity among us along with just experience and seeing it that you know what effort it. it doesn't at the end of the day it doesn't matter what you do as long as you do something and you know when it comes down to two or three times a week. You gotta pick up something heavy. Two or three times a week, you gotta get out of breath. Everything else is kinda of like nuts and bolts in there. You you, you wanna just argue about this way or that way, it really doesn't matter. But what matters is at some point, a couple times a week, you get to the point of being out of breath. A couple times a week, gotta pick up something heavy in order to get stronger. And real quick, Mark gave us an indication that that his phone, he can't find the flux capacitor or the Mr. Fusion to re energize his phone. <laughs> Uh but
0: Mark, I wanna what I want to well, find. out your phone into one. a
2: banana. <laughs> it does work. It does work. Yeah.
1: Well yeah, you should have one of those solar generators on you, dude. Hey, how have you been staying in shape? with, with And I know I know you do a lot of body weight stuff. And it's what your what your what's your Instagram tag real quick?
2: Oh, uh, at, at Energia Phoenix. Uh A-E-N-E-R-G-I-A and then Phoenix P H O E N I X. Um how about hey the, the motivation of not being a shape has kept me in shape. Um, and COVID COVID hit, and uh, I'm not gonna lie, I, I packed on a, a bunch of pounds. I I I don't know if I told I, I think I told you earlier. I had a had like a good cry because it sucked. Um, you know, and then my wife kind of looked at me like, all right, you're done because we, we gotta keep going. You know, so you know, and Brandon and last because he knows my wife, and it was one, really one of those like get it out, get it out, babe, get it out, and it's like you know I'm like I'm like. Steering, and she goes, "Are you done? Because we gotta keep going. Like we don't have time. More time to get... today could be your off day. You know, just have an off day." And um, yes, the motivation of n- not being a shape, literally, because I I, I I'm six two, and all of a sudden I got on the scale at my sister's house, and I'm and this is kilograms. I let y'all do the math. It was one hundred and one <laughs> kilograms, and I'm sitting there looking at it. and I'm like, "You're oh, one hundred and one you kg? Know, iron... Yeah, not now but that's what know, 30 303
0: pounds 303 no no
2: <laughs> listen that's why that's, that's why you're in america you can't do math right? sorry you, you ju- it just looked
0: that way my apologies <laughs> yeah.
2: oh, thank you thank you. it's the well the, the camera puts on 15 pounds that's so, what i say you know that's it, it is true it's true that's why all <laughs> these actors are so skinny so you know i i i had to just also be the product of who I am. And Brandon uh, Brandon actually said it in a nice way, and I'm, I'm just going to kind of circle back on what you said, Pete, and what Brandon. Brandon says it, I always is his, his quotes, but it's like, train the person, right, not the program. And you know, we have, we have you know, cumulative of like four score in 100 years as far as training, you know, between the three of us. But you have to learn the hard way that you have to be able to listen to people. And what keeps them coming back is the fact that you can help them on multiple levels, not just stick them in a training protocol and periodize it and then, you know, walk away and say, all right, see you next week. So, you know, for me, yeah, I had to do a little bit of a mental check and, you know, and, and, you know, I'm sure, and I've had the conversation with other trainers too, where it's like, is this really what I'm doing? And for me, there's no other way. Like, this is all I know. I, like, if somebody tells me, I got a desk job for you, I'm like, that's okay. Like, we'll figure it out. Um, and I got a Dutch passport. So if the bad, if the bad happens, I'm out of here. Um, but for, you know, Long story short, uh, body weight, I, I, I guess I started moving a lot more. Uh, Brandon turned me on to the Go Ruck uh, probably about a year ago. We were supposed to do a Ruck in April last year. That didn't happen for obvious reasons. And then, uh, you know, I went and got a 40-pound vest uh, from TRX, and I've been r- walking around with that, you know. every uh, Through the Go Ruck, you get your challenges, so you got to put miles in. But you got to put miles in just because, and mo- you know, move something heavy, walk with something heavy do some things that are mentally not pleasurable, you know, you savage the mind, you know, and then, and then the rest will come. And yeah, it's frustrating. It's stressful. I'm sitting a lot more because we're doing virtual training and mentoring, but every day I pick out a little bit of time for myself. And even while I'm here, like I'm working. And I saw, our son looked at me and he goes, Hey pop, you know, let's, let's get in a thousand pushups before we leave here. And he's like, that's like a hundred a day. I'm like, no, no, no. We're here for seven days, bro. We got to divide it differently. <laughs> you know. So you know, he comes back and guess he's like, I did 230 pushups. I'm like, that means you didn't do them for two days. But I'm, I'm all caught up. So setting goals, uh, having, having, you know, friends like Brandon and, and you too, Pete, you know, like I, I watch Pete and Pete's always like, I'm on a mountain somewhere at 7 PM watching the sun set, you know, eight miles out in some hill in San Diego. But it's very helpful to have your your social media feed be populated with your peers and your friends or maybe just an inspiration if you don't know them that are really busy and they share their struggles you know like yeah it, it, am I concerned with a six-pack yeah, I'd like it you know more of a 10-pack guy but you know is it is it a, a, a dead-on necessity for me at this point in life no you know my, my oldest son's a fighter my youngest one is getting there my middle one is two, and so for me it's we think a little different. Like if it looks good, there's eh, a run well. It's like a car. So yeah, a lot of body weight training, uh, been cycling, cy- you know, cycling in a lot of rucking and kettlebell work as well. So that, and sprinkled throughout, at least six out of seven days, a lot of foam rolling, a lot of myofascial release, and a, and and finding things that help you up top, and and rucking. Rucking just means walking with heavy load for long periods of time is great for your mental uh, for your mental state.
1: Well, how'd you get into that, Brandon? What got you into the go rock uh, to begin with?
0: Well, uh, a a, friend of ours, I don't know. Um, a friend of ours, Nicole, who, uh, is in the fitness industry herself, uh, a friend of ours moved into Phoenix and she's, know she's dated guys known guys in the military and she just one time sent me this link and said hey do you want to join me on this and i i read it and said what it was it didn't really give a really big description but i decided hey yeah this sounds fun let's give this a try um, you know, our closest friends, uh, my wife and I's closest friends are very fit. You know, uh, his wife, he's a dentist and his wife is a nutritionist. She's a bariatric nutritionist. So they keep themselves pretty fit. And i said, Hey, would you want to do this? She opted out, but he's totally into that kind of stuff. So we decided to do it. And, uh, it was not what I expected at all. Um, uh, I had, I really didn't walk in there with any expectations. My wife did it with me. You know, we ended up doing in one night, we ended up, you know, doing, uh, about 23 miles of rucking. Mm. I had to carry about, about 80% of the time carrying about 90 pounds of sandbag and weight on your shoulders, but learning to carry it amongst you and your team. And yeah, it was exhausting, but I felt mentally like, man, I accomplished something that I didn't think was capable. Um, and it became less about the physical because for me, um, You know, I mean, I I think being in the fitness industry for so long, it's kind of like working at a pizza factory, you know what I mean? Like, I I love it, but I don't want it all the time, you know? So walking into here, into this gym, I know that there's nothing here I can't grab and do something with, but there's sometimes I just don't want to. Uh, I like putting the, you know, the thing on my back and walking. I have friends who love to do it. You know, we joined this thing called the tribe. So what they've done is since the beginning of January, every month, they send out a workout of the day you do it one time, they send out kind of, you know, a book you're supposed to read. And then they send out, you know, your, your workload for the month. Mm. And, you know, what you end up doing, I'll show you right here, is you end up accumulating um, these little patches right here. Oh, wow. Right. So, I mean, it is one of these things where, you know, I mean, they're, they're trusting in you to actually do it, you know, but it's, it's great to hold yourself accountable to that. And it's, again, it's more about, it's less about the fitness that part, but that comes with it. It's more about the mental aspect of saying, here's what I have to accomplish now. Like Mark said, right. It's a big goal. You know, our, our close friends that we work out with are supposed to be going to Africa in October to climb Kilimanjaro, which you know, it will be my second time and we want to go with them. So we setting small goals and rucking is one of those things as well, where it's like, here's the next big event, but it's a big event. I got to get ready for this. So that's what keeps me motivated and moving. Like it's not so much about how much I'm squatting and how much I can push up anymore. I don't, I could care less about that. I just want to be prepared and ready for what they throw at me and you know, that's what it is. I did a fifty. I did a fifty mile ruck not so long ago that I was, I wasn't sure if I'd ever finish, but I did it, and I don't. You know, I mean. Well, do you, think Pete, you want to come? <laughs> but did you, but you knocked it out. How long did take? How long did fifty miles take you? 18 hours and 13 minutes not that you're counting <laughs> no I was I, I wasn't counting at the time um, it was it was truly one of the most awful things physically I've ever done I mean when we hit when we hit the later part of the day I was in Phoenix it was 97 degrees oh wow uh, we started at 9 p.m and uh, crossed the finish line got my patch got my congratulations and that was about it um, but what I learned from that is what I'm capable of doing what this is capable of doing to make this run. And it, 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 I mean, it relit my fire. And I think, you know, that's kind of what it is. It's kind of re keep reinventing yourself to some degree. Don't get, you know, if you want to keep moving forward with your own fitness goals, um, but find th- something new to do.
1: And I'm going to cut it. Cause what I'm thinking of Brent, is I'm listening to you is I, I think at some point it gets a little boring just being in the gym. I think at some point, you know, I mean, I think you both alluded to it, right? I mean, I don't want to swing. I mean, as much as I love kettlebells, barbells, whatever, I mean, I don't want to swing that son of a gun another time. I don't want to, I mean, I have no, I'm not fearful of heavy weight, but right. you just want something, you want to do something different. And now, Mark, you have a, uh, hop in here, because also, too, you have a little bit of background in martial arts. Have you been able to practice martial arts at all the last year or so?
2: I've been getting my ass handed to me by my son, who, uh, my oldest son is now 27. He's a professional MMA fighter. He's going to make a run for the UFC this year. Oh, is he? Um, okay. and cool enough, we trained only body weight and, uh, he's been training me now because he's, he's kind of poking the bear a little bit. I'm 43 and he's like, Papa, you've never done an MMA fight. And it's an itch. I, it's definitely an itch. I want to scratch and I might scratch it one of these days, but I've been training with him and we've been just going through, you know, MMA stuff and, uh, it's, It's been very uh, awakening. When you think you're in shape, you're not in shape, especially because the bag hasn't hit me back yet. But I know that's coming. So uh, two years ago, I I, uh, went for tryouts, and I rejoined uh, an amateur MMA team, which is the Extreme Couture uh, amateur MMA team. And uh, I made it in, and I went for practice, and then I got my rib cracked by some 20-year-old because I was older by 20 years, hands down. But what's cool is that at that aspect, you could still punch a 20-year-old in the face and it's cool because you both agree on it, and so that's something that I went for. And every Friday now, and more so every Friday and another day a week, that's what I'm really pushing for is to make sure that I make my practices. Um, he trains me; I train him in return. But he's you know he's he's a master level; he's a professional fighter.
0: Uh, there oh, we go. Mark. Him. You know he, what? He, you he, know what he, he talks lost. about. <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: go gone. ahead. But go I'm ahead. i his... a message saying his phone was almost dead.
0: Right. Um. With the whole, like, I, I love Mark is getting into that and finding another outlet, right? Something fun. What I've been doing also is for Christmas, my wife bought me the Facebook Oculus glasses, oh, you yeah, know those cool. virtu- okay. virtual reality glasses. And I did it. I, I asked her to get it for me. I said, this is what I would like. Not so much about myself, but I've been using it with my clients because they have like,
2: hmm.
0: I've been downloading games that they can get active with and, and get out of the gym, thing. You know what I mean? Where they're not just in here lifting weights. So what I do is I put them, I I use it pretty frequently myself, but for 15 minutes, I put them on them and I have them box virtually. I say, just have fun. Go at it. You know, you're not going to get hit. (laughs) I'm here to watch you. You've got plenty of space and they have the greatest time. They burn a ton of calories. They're sweating. They're out of breath and they're like I want to do that again, you know, in a couple of days.
1: Have you seen those platforms I saw it advertised? It's like a home-based platform. It looks kind of like a cortex. It's like a like a little indented thing and you can stand on it and pretend to run. And it's a full VR system. It's for for virtual oh, reality. Wow. I think they I think they retail for about 3 grand, but what you God. do is like you would wear the Oculus, you'd wear the headset and you'd be doing a a, a shooter game but you're running on this thing. It's not quite a treadmill. I don't understand the mechanics of how it works. But I have not cool. seen this. What's that? I haven't seen this. Yeah, but no, I can't remember where I saw it. I I, I, I might be consulting with a group working on like some uh, some technology stuff. And so I was doing some research on tech and VR and, and found it and it looked really cool. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think what do you think about VR virtual reality? Do you think there's going to be a role for VR and fitness? Do you think it's going to be some- there
0: has to be? Yeah, there has to be. I mean, if they're not, that space is missing the boat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I mean, of course, you know there there's a uh, there's a transition period of you getting on it and not feeling so like you know vertigo based and it's it's a bit weird at first. But I'll tell you, once you get going, it's really it's a step outside of the, 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 the real world. I mean, it really is. You're standing in front of somebody, you're doing all these different things. Like, you know, and I think if, if, um, if they really want to do well, they'll find a way to make it work in the, in the virtual space. Cause I think that's, that is such a huge implementation of taking the gym out of the gym, but still be in the gym. You know what I mean. So I'm, hey, I, what can you, what can we do right now? Well, let's do this. Let's do that. So you're moving and having a good old time, and you're balancing and you're having to stabilize. And I, it doesn't have to be, all, it doesn't have to be just specifically about how high your heart rate is. You know, I just watch people moving. I have a game where you can climb, and they're doing this and they're moving around, and they're just, it's just, it's just fun to watch, and they're having a great time. But it, it brings back. A little love for moving, moving than having to focus on the move. So yeah, I think the virtual space is a would be huge in fitness.
1: And that's the thing, B is. is I I I personally I've tried one or two of the systems. Granted, it was two or three years ago when they're still like in development, so they're a little herky jerky. For me, spatially they felt awkward. But here's the thing, dude. I mean, and and I've said this before. It ain't about me. It's not about what I like or don't like, right? If I look at a fitness thing, I can look at it and say, okay, I understand how that works. And anytime I try a new fitness product, that's what I try to do. I look at it. I try it. I'm like, okay, try to understand how it works. And like with virtual reality, you're 100% right. We are going to have to find a way to incorporate that into the fitness experience. Because think about you have younger kids. I have younger kids. Think about these kids that have grown up since the year 2000. That's just about your older daughter. They've known the iPhone since 2007. We've had iPads since 2010, 2011. All those people that have grown up, that whole generation, Gen Z, I think they're calling them, that have grown up in this environment of online everything, they're going to come into the fitness facility and they'll be like, dude, that's all you got? Where's your gaming? Where's your virtual reality? They're going to be right. needing that and that's going to engage them in a different way. So I don't know. I mean, what have you done it? I mean, you, you're using, what are you using with Oculus? What's what so, do
0: they have. So they just, you know, it's an, it's just, it's just an app based system. Okay. So you can look at all different apps, right? I mean, I think I got like 250 gigs so I can download a lot of different things, but it's, you know, they have sports related games like ping pong. I love playing the ping pong. You know, I got, they got a couple different boxing options. They have fitness stuff. And I, you know, you put in all of your, you put in your, you know, a mild amount of matrix and as you're moving, it'll say, you've always reached your, you're halfway there for your calorie count for the day, you know, mm-hmm. or calorie expenditure. And it'll tell you, you know, but it's, uh, I like to use different boxing apps because I feel like that's the one that gets people moving the most. Um, and uh, I mean, I just, I think you're right. It comes down to blending traditional with the new with the new things. If you're not if you're not if you're not moving into that space somehow, whether it be virtually doing it here on you know having an option for people to do it on the computer, having an option to, for people to do it live, and then having you know and then then bringing an element of the youth into it, saying hey, I also have this option as well. We can just supplement and have some fun with it. You're going to, you know, you can't, you can't stay within a box anymore. It's, you know, I think 2020 has now opened it up to, there are just a lot of options to be fit. There's not just one anymore. It's not just taking a class. I mean, you see that, what is that, that mirror? Now people can do stuff on the mirror. Yeah. I mean, there are so many things to do now and it's, it, it, the, the innovations are incredible.
1: The mirror, so, tonal, Apple fitness plus. I mean, that, that's the one thing that, that we've seen in the last years. I think people have adopted virtual fitness. People have realized that, okay, I don't need to go to the gym exactly. to get a workout. They, they've realized that. But I also think at the same time, Brandon, I think that a lot of us, you and I both work from home. I, I you know, basically consult from home. I really do think that the gym is going to be the new community center, if you will, right? Is that if, if we're at a remote workforce, if, if X amount of companies have their people working remotely, well, I need to get the frick out of the house some days. I mean, there are some days you don't get out of the house, but there are right. other days you're like, my kids are driving me nuts. My spouse is driving me nuts. I just want to go, I, whether I go hit something, run, sweat, whatever, the gym is going to be that place where I go. It's going to be a third space. So I do right. think we're going to be in this situation where you have people that have their virtual, whatever virtual program they do, Peloton at Fitness Plus, they're going to have that. They're going to have their membership to that big box gym and they still might have that studio membership. They're going to have people – because we've seen that, right? You know people that have like two or three right. memberships. Now, I want to come back to something you said because this is the one thing I think people often overlook in fitness, especially from a consumer standpoint. I think a lot of people are like, okay, I know I need to sweat. I know I need to work out. How are you doing on time? No, I'm fine. I'm okay. fine. And, and people like, people like, I know I need to sweat. A lot of times people associate that with appearance, but how important is it to push yourself mentally like with doing a 50 mile rock or like trying to learn something new like rucking, or like Mark trying to get back into, into fighting in, into, into, um, sparring. How important is it to stress yourself and challenge yourself from that mental point of view?
0: I think, um, again, uh, I would say now, it is more important than the physical side because if you don't stress yourself in that way, you'll never truly know what you're capable of and you may never believe that you can push harder. You know, I think there's, you know, we have a lot of matrixes out there that give you the opportunity to be able to see where I am, where am I working? You know, I had a co- I had a conversation with a friend of mine the other day who doesn't know anything about fitness at all. And she's just saying that she's, Uh, I think she had, she has some sort of treadmill or a bike or something that will speed up or slow down based off of where her heart rate is. Mm. And I'm like, that's interesting. I haven't seen this one. And And I said, you know, it's kind of pigeonholing you into your, you know, your, you know, your heart rate based off of 220 minus your, you know, 220 minus your age. It's not really giving you a true matrix of where you are in your fitness level. It's just putting you through this age group. And I said, I would be more happy, you know, going on to a manual and pushing myself, but you have to know what that actually feels like. You have to know what 80% of your max heart rate is. You know, once you establish those matrices in terms of at least your guides of saying, Hey, here's my high, here's my low, here's where I need to work. It's going to change as time moves on. Be aware of that, right? It's like going to orange theory and saying, here's where I am. Why am I not burning as many splat points? Well, it's because you're getting in shape. Now you have to push your harder, yourself harder to get to the space that you want to get to because you're conditioning yourself. But once you get conditioned or once you even start, if you're not strong here, this is, this is never going to happen. You know, I mean, I would never in my life feel at any point that I could have done a 50 mile with 30 pounds on my back. That sounds ridiculous, but I did it. You know, I mean, yeah, I had a physical you know, pre-training ahead of time. I didn't train for this at all. I just took it on, but it was my head that got me through it. And I think if, I think number one, mental, the mental approach and the mental ability to be able to sustain and handle the demands of the things that you're going to be, you know, being pushed by, um, that, that's everything. Forget the, forget the physical, let's work on the mental first because you can do it. And, and I you think,
1: do you think that coincides with this last year, right? Because I, I do think that part of it's a maturation. You and I have both been in this game a long time. We have both been been doing fitness a long time, and I think, and I say that because as we grow and as we evolve, we're sometimes looking for new areas. But I also think looking around at, at the greater, as we we're talking about earlier, with we're kind of divided up as a society. We have this virus and this pandemic that we've dealt with, and I really think that that those of us that have, how am I going to say this? those of us that are mentally strong, those of us that have that ability to, to, to suck it up and pick up that extra weight or to go that extra half mile or to pick up that pace. I think those of us that have that ability that we got in the gym, or we got pushing ourselves from a, from a physical standpoint, I think it carries over to everything else we do. It does. I mean, that's, that's just my point of view.
0: I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think, you know, once you know what it's like to physically and mentally push yourself, you're better equipped to handle what, you know, what does come your way? Like, Oh God, the stresses that are going to come with this or that I know that I can handle it. I know what stress is like, and I know how to deal with it. Um, And So I think for sure, absolutely. I think COVID has, if it's anything, it's kind of like that old saying, right? Sports doesn't build character. It reveals it. I think Mm -hmm. we saw the same thing with COVID. It, it didn't build character. It revealed your character. It showed you what you were prepared for because when it hit, right. I mean, it was, I mean, it was, it was fear-based for so many people, but how did you process that fear? Did you just, did you, did you let it eat, you know, eat it up, you know, on the inside and you just hid from from the rest of the world or did you say, okay, I know what the dangers are. I know what the precautions are, but I'm not going to let this stop me because, I know what I can handle. I know what I'm capable of, you know, and I think that's where, you know, COVID kind of, it showed us our, it showed us really our weaknesses, not our strengths to some degree.
1: I, you know, I I like that because yeah, you, you realize that, you know what this is, it's a situation. Like I I, I was joking earlier before I hit record just about how the only, one of the only adults I hung out with in the last year during quarantine was my ex-wife. But in right. all seriousness, I mean, we sat down and we had a conversation going, okay, this has been a this past year going through our divorce right. was a tough year. You know, they're going through our divorce was a tough year, but this thing is happening. We can't stop it. Our number one priority was our kids. And it's like, okay, we can put whatever feelings we may or may not have about each other aside and let's figure out what we need to do together to get through this. Because she right. works in law enforcement and was going to be going into, she had to go into her lab every – She's a, she works in a crime lab, and and right. you, I think it was you. I I don't remember if it was you or Mark who said earlier crime didn't stop. In fact, crime went up, domestics went up, assaults right. went up, and she works on the uh, she works on rape homicide cases, and her caseload wow. has been busy this past year because I unfortunately bet. that did not slow down, and and so I think but but it, we we got to the point, but where I'm going with this is. We we're both able to sit down and say, you know what? Let's put this shit aside, and let's really focus on what's important, and we'll we'll, we'll sort it out down the road. We'll sort it out, and I think right. a lot of times we get so hung up about oh, what was me? Oh, what was me? F it, you know. And I don't know if that comes from sports because it's kind of like a rugby mentality, right? If I'm playing rugby, I can't worry about did I just get beat? Did I just get beat on that play? Because I, I don't have time to think about it. I got to get right. up and get back in the next place. I got to get back in the next phase.
0: You know, it's it, it all goes back down to that. I think, you know, there's, you know, growing up in sports and even having my kids in sports, it's like you can't keep playing the same game with the same people. You got to step up sometime and you got to play the bigger kids. You got to get pushed around. You got to get hurt. You got to know how to get up and and, and and continue to play. You know, like there's. In sports, you know, you play until the whistle, like, you know, and that's just that's just how it goes. And until you can't, you keep pushing. And I think being brought up with that mentality, it does prepare you to be able to say, you know what? You know, I'm I'm prepared for life's whatever, you know, whatever life wants to throw at me. I know it's going to be hard. I know it might be it might be. You know, it might be a very big impact in my life on a negative way, but time doesn't stop and life doesn't stop. And if you hide in a hole and wait for the storm to blow over, you're just going to be another, you know, you're just gonna be another tragedy in that storm. And I think sports has prepared us for life. That's, I think that's why a lot of kids need to be able to be pushed and, you know, feel what it's like not to win, feel what it's like to get hurt, feel what it's like to get knocked down, play the bigger kid, because that is going to pay dividends in the long-term when you're, when you're growing up and learning that, you know what, life isn't fair. You know what I mean? And sometimes you just have to play bigger.
1: No, I like that a lot because you're right. I mean, we had the saying uh, in this one men's rugby club I played with, we'd rather, we'd rather lose by, we'd rather lose by five than win by 50. Meaning, if you're playing the right level of competition, if you're doing it the right way, if you lose a match by five points, that means it was probably a pretty good match. Right. That means it came down to one of the last plays, and if the other team got the try, and it's a five points for a try, two points for a conversion, and if the other team got the try at the last minute and you didn't win the match, well, that's the day. But if you play the better team, guess what? You get better. You know, right. just It doesn't matter what the score might say. If you play better competition, you get better. Whereas if you play a team that you win by 50, you're not getting better. How'd you get better when you, if, if you're winning by 50, are you getting better? No, you're not. No. I mean, you, you, no. Yeah. You, you look cool. And maybe everybody gets a chance to score and the guys that can run with the ball, run with the ball. They look cool. But at the end of the day, you, you're, you you have not
0: gotten better as a team. You haven't gotten better as a player. And I, uh, God, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, you make a good point. I had this exact conversation with one of my clients this morning, whose daughter is apparently a very competitive and very good at gymnastics. And there's a place here in town that is the place to go if you want to do competitive gymnastics. However, the, they have a little bit of the old school mentality of, Hey, you're kind of too fat. Hey, you're not good enough. You know, a little bit of the, you know, with the Bella Caroli without the Bella Carolli, you know what I mean? And it's, and she's very scared of putting her daughter into that. And she's going to put her somewhere else. Now, of course, the girl's like 12 years old. So she's not maybe really phys- you know, mentally ready to handle that. However, I said, there's got to be a point though, right? Where she keeps, she can't just keep playing down to the competition, right? Yes, this club wants her and that club wants her. But if she's always winning, then how is she really being pushed and how is she ever going to be prepared for the competitive people? Like you want her to play up. You want her to go to a space where she is not the best person on the team anymore. Because then you're going to find out what is she really made of. And I think that's what this is all about is this is all a matter of finding out what you are made of and how do you deal with that when you find out you're not the best player or you're not the fastest you're not the quickest well what are my strengths what are my weaknesses what do i have to work on where can i where can i assist in making this better and how can I provide the support that's necessary? And I think that's just, you know, that's kind of a life lesson there as well is, hey, I'm not always going to be great at this, but I am good at this. And here's where I'm going to thrive in that. And as a community and as a, as, a, as a family, as whatever, that's how you get you get better. Not always running from, not running away from the competition, facing it square, you know, in the shoulders and saying, bring it. I may get hurt, but I'm not going to stop.
1: Well, it's kind of funny. I'm just thinking about putting it, and we'll wrap up here in a minute. But I'm thinking about putting the fitness context because there's so many people, Brandon, and we see this day in day out in the commercial facilities. So many people always go into the same routine. So many people do the same exercise program over and over again. Right. And, and are you are you getting healthier? <laughs> Doing the same thing over and over again is better than doing nothing. I'll, i I think you and I can both agree 100 percent on that. That those people that come in and do the same workout or the same class every day, you know what? That's better than doing nothing. Of course. But, but, but you got to look at what's something new I can try. I was starting to get into yoga last year. I was trying to challenge myself to take one yoga class a week when it when it got shut down, and I was trying to do a little bit at home, but it just it's not the same. And it really is. It's kind of like now I'm just sitting here thinking about okay, all right, smart guy, you need to get yourself back in, challenge right. yourself again. Well, it's and true. Guess what? I suck at yoga, but I'm not going to get. If I suck at it, I'm not going to get better by not doing it. I need to get well, back in there and face that discomfort.
0: As I tell my clients, you know, hey man, you know, uh, you're not getting better with age. You know what I mean? Like you're, <laughs> we're not we're not a fine wine here. The reality is, we're getting slower we're you know we're 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 slowly just falling apart you know just year after year and if you're not continually pushing yourself if you're just staying the same life is passing you by you mm-hmm. have to just keep pushing your envelope and not using life not using your age as an excuse not using anything as an excuse other than saying you know what i got to get up i got to move yeah it may hurt a little bit but what things can i do to help to manage this but i got to keep moving because you know 40 is not what 50 is. And 50 is not what 60 is. And 60 is not what 70 is. And if you're not pushing the envelope, you're going to be that person who at some point is going, man, I used to be a great athlete, but now I just, I haven't done anything in so long. I don't know why I can't balance. And I, you know, it's because you stopped pushing yourself.
1: I can't agree more. Years ago, and I don't know if you can hear my dog snoring in the background, but I'm going to say that (laughs) in case somebody's listening to this and go, what's that in the background? Well, sometimes I put her in the other room, but today, just because I was chatting with you guys, I left her out and let her hang out. And so now she's doing her thing. Uh, She's snoring and snoring in place. But I really do think, I mean, and that's one of the reasons why I do what I do and I create the content I create is no, we cannot stop aging. But, and I think we can use exercise, and I, I fundamentally mean this to the depth of my soul. Exercise should push us to be uncomfortable or push, should push us to discomfort two or three right. times a week in order to mitigate many of the effects of the aging process. Right. Because here's the deal, Brandon. I mean, you and I are going to wake up tomorrow, and I, I think we're both, what, I'm, I'm 48, and I think you're just about the same age. You're maybe, yeah, I'm 47, yeah. Yeah, so you're a year younger. But both of us can wake up tomorrow and I might wake up. My back might feel a little funky. Your shoulder might feel a little funky from whatever. But you know what? That's just life. You got to work through that. Like I know there are mornings I get up and my hands freaking are sore from arthritis. I can't believe that I'm dealing with arthritis, but (laughs) I am. I'm dealing with arthritis. And I tell myself, well, I got to go grip something heavy right now. I got to go do something that causes discomfort because I know at the end of the day, it's not going to hurt me anymore. I'm already in a little bit of discomfort. I need to go. I can't. I got to work through that, right? If my back's a little bit sore, I got to work through that. I'm not going to take the day off and lay on the couch because my back's a little achy. I got to get up and I got to work through that. I see a chiropractor. I get massages. I do what I need to do from a movement standpoint. But the thing is, aging. Where I'm going with this is, aging is going to happen, and exactly. exercise becomes the best freaking way. The best means if I hop on a mountain bike and go riding up a hill, if you throw in a 30 pound pack and go running or walking 50 miles, that's the way that we're, we're getting ourselves ready to deal with aging. that's the way that we're, we're
0: dealing with aging face on. I mean, when well, you, you either, you either let it, you either let it motivate you or you let it kill you. It's one or the other.
1: No, hundred yeah. percent. And with your clients, I mean, you work with some older clients when you, how are you? able? And I want to finish with this. When you work okay. with your, with your older clients, are you able to shift their mindset? Like what's it take to kind of get them to say, cause yeah, cause I, I've, I've heard people say, well, this hurts and that hurts. And like, I'm sorry. I don't have any, you know, if, if they, no,
0: I don't have, um, my empathetic side does not exist all that easily. I'm just like, suck it up. Like, you know, you're not paying me. To cater to your to your ouches and oohs and ahs. I'm here to push you and tell you and believe in you and push you beyond what I think and what you think you can do. We're going to keep pushing that envelope. And at the end of the day, you're going to feel better for it. You may not like it right now, but I'm not here for you to like me. You know what I mean? (laughs) The reality is I know you have an idea and you think that this is where you need to be but you need to, you, We know, I need to get you uncomfortable and you need to like being there one way or another. And they keep coming back. You know, we keep pushing a little harder and we keep doing a little bit different and we keep them happy, but you know, yeah, it's really a matter of getting them to buy into the fact that it's okay. It's okay to not be happy with the, some of the stuff you're doing in here. Cause if you're happy with it um, more times than not, you're not doing what you should be.
1: I really think that goes for a lot of people's exercise programs If people are still listening. I mean, you can't always do the stuff that you like when you exercise. I mean, what, two days? I would say, look, Brent, I would say two days a week, you want to go do the happy-go-lucky, whatever, Hello Kitty workout just because it feels good, because you like seeing your friends. God bless. Go do it but at least two days a week, you got to do something that's going to make you pretty freaking uncomfortable. Exactly. That's what, what all the evidence is showing is that's how we can, that's how we can really optimize the aging process. Right. Now, what do you think is going to be happening with you? What do you think is going to be, are you going to be getting back into um, education? Are you going to be getting back to what we normally do? I mean,
0: do you that's think- a long, that's a much longer conversation than for today. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what I would tell you is I am looking ways to make, fitness more of my hobby rather than my profession. Okay. I love fitness, I'm passionate about it. I'm not ready to travel and that's not because I'm afraid of COVID. It's because, you know, being here for the last year around my friends and my family is more important to me than jumping on a plane and presenting at a conference. I've been there, I've done it. I have spent more times on the road and, you know, over the years than I probably have at home on some occasion. And I'm just looking for, like, I would call it my end game. Where do I want to go? Where do I want to be? I still want to be a part of fitness, but I also have other things that I want to do outside of fitness. I'll never get rid of it. I'll never not love it, but I want to stay passionate with it. And I don't want it to be, you know, something that where I'm 60 going, I got to get up at four in the morning. I got to, you know what I mean? Like, that's not what I want to do. So uh, I'm looking at it to be my, you know, my next five to 10 years is, Fitness is a hobby. It's not my profession anymore.
1: I, I totally hear you, man. And that's and that's where I'm kind of stuck in that trap of what do I do? Like what 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 can I do that I mean I, I this I am probably gonna get back to doing some travel. I don't know, I'm not necessarily in love with it because I think a lot of us that did this. We got so caught up in being like these quasi little mini stars. And, and for listeners, I'm using air quotes because we go to a conference right. and you're up. But I mean, you're up on a stage. You kind of feel right. like you of a rock star. We got caught up. I mean, admittedly, I got caught up in that lifestyle, right? We all
0: do. Up, we all
1: do. I thought I was hot stuff. And, and then this last year, I mean, the blessing has been being with my kids almost every single day. And, exactly. and that is like, I look back on this past year and I'm like, you know what? I got kicked in the gut a little bit from an, from an income standpoint, but but. Dang it! I saw my kids every day, Brandon, and that's like yeah. I, I can't replace that in five years. No, I can earn. I, there's different ways I can earn money, right? But in, in five years, I'm going to have 2020 means I saw my kids almost every day throughout the course of the year, and and that right. is, is is what I try to take from this past year. How can people follow, stay stay in touch with you? Find out what you're doing. Follow you on social media because yeah, I, well, you've been putting out some really positive messages. Yeah, I've
0: been trying to. I've been trying to. I mean. On Facebook, I'm just Brandon Wagner I'm on Instagram and, and uh, Twitter. It's, it's at BWAG73. So, I mean, yeah, I'm trying to put some more stuff out there, just more of a, some enlightening, thought pro- you know, provoking content. You know, I mean, exercises and all that great, but I want people to think about why rather than just see somebody else doing it. You know what I mean? It's great when I put something and somebody doing an exercise, you are like, great, here, go give this a try. But the reality is, what's well, going to motivate you? And if I can get you to be more thought provoked in the process, then I'm doing better in the long term. So
1: I I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of maturation in our discussion today because I do, I do feel the same. I don't think I've posted that many exercises lately. I've been doing some stuff to try to promote some of the content I've written and try to ultimately promote this podcast. But at the end of the day, I want people thinking differently about exercise. I want, I want people to think about exercise as the means for enhancing their life, not just to look good. I mean, Screw it! I can go to a surgery if I want to really. If all I care about is looking good, I go to the right surgeon. I go to the right. I go to the right <laughs> stylist. I go to the right um, clothing shop with the right you know fashion consultant. I can look good no matter what. But at the end of the day, it's about feeling better. And I just I get somewhat sometimes I, I get tired of seeing the same crap over and over again. On, oh, on so the social I. media stuff. So, so anyway, man, Nate, hey, good catching up with you. Hey, you too, Pete. I'm Thank sorry, you. I'm, I'm sorry we lost uh, Mark
0: along the way. No, yeah, no, whatever. You know what? He's over there probably enjoying the Mai Tai. So. <laughs> well, he's
1: probably enjoying a little bit more than a Mai Tai, but. Uh, yeah, that's probably true. As long as it's legal. Hey, as long as it's legal down in Aruba, I don't want to harsh his voice. All right. Well, that was a little experiment there. I just wanted to jump right into the podcast. And have that conversation with Mark and Brandon. And as I said in the beginning, the whole point was to catch up and just do a little bit more of an informal episode. What I'm doing right now is I'm doing a series on creative workout solutions. And these are two of the more creative guys I know. They have both been master trainers for TRX. They both are education consultants like I am. And usually our paths cross different places around the world. I spent uh, back in, what was it, 2019... Mark and I hung out in Shanghai, uh, China. I've seen them in a number of different locations. And we haven't seen each other over the past year. We didn't see each other at all in 2020. And usually our paths cross at three, four, maybe a half a dozen fitness events over the course of the year. And the whole point was, again, to introduce you to different ideas and different approaches to fitness. If you want to learn more about exercise and support the podcast, you can do that. I have a couple ebooks for sale. One is functional core training for $7, which is about the price of a magazine. For $7, you'll learn six stages of exercise program design and a number of different workout solutions that'll work for you and your body. That's functional core training. That's an ebook. It's down below. Another solution is exercise for the fountain of youth and an exercise for the fountain of youth. I go through the science. I do an overview of the science of how exercise slows down the aging process and I provide you with information on strength, power, and endurance programs that could, according to the research, help you slow down the effects of the aging process. Again, that ebook is seven dollars. I have other content available for sale. Check that down below in the show notes. And if you want to support the podcast, that's one way you can do it. I'm not going to put stuff behind the paywall for now. Um, I'm just looking to have a listener-supported podcast, and you can support the podcast by. Purchase a piece of content that can, that can help you learn how to use exercise to enhance your quality of life. Back to the wrap-up. And, and as, as Brandon and I were talking about there at the end, and just so you know, we lost Mark. Mark had sent us a note saying that he was running out of battery, running out of juice on his phone. He was on the beach in Aruba, so I'll give him a little, uh, little benefit of the doubt. Hey, if you heard some snoring in the background, if you hear some snoring right now, or hear a little rumbling noise in the background, that's actually my English bulldog. Coral is about 18 months old. Sometimes I put her in the other room when I'm recording, but I was doing this, as I mentioned, a little informally. I just want to try have a, a little bit more of an informal conversation as opposed to a formal, full-on interview. But one of the things I wanted to get to was to talk to these guys about how they're working out now, because that's one thing I've noticed. And I don't know if that's a sign of our maturity from age, our maturity and experience in fitness, or what it is. But I, I'm starting to notice that a lot of folks, men and women, my age, in my experience level, more than 20 years in the fitness industry, we're starting to branch out and try different things. Whether it's martial arts, whether it's rucking, whether it's dancing, whatever it is, I think when you make your living in the four walls of a gym or when you make a living making half-naked people sweaty, you sometimes look for different ways of doing things. It becomes like, for example, if you're a computer programmer and you're on your computer all day, it's kind of hard to come home at night and do something on the computer at night. You, just, you get tired of staring at that screen. Maybe, I don't know, maybe not everybody, but for those of us that work in fitness that, that make a living helping people get sweaty, I think sometimes we've been exploring different ways to exercise. And I know I have over the course of, of the past year. And if you follow me on the All About Fitness podcast feed, that's all about fitness podcast feed on Instagram. You see that I've been doing mountain biking, that I've been doing hiking, and that really is, that's to show you. One reason why I do that is to show you that fitness doesn't need to happen in the four walls of a gym. Yes, I still go to the gym and lift heavy stuff two or three days a week. Some weeks I go three days a week. Some weeks I only go two days a week, but I'm trying to find other solutions because one of the things I want to do with this podcast is help you realize that we don't have to go to the gym. We don't have to live in the four walls of a studio in order to get a good workout. We can be creative. We can look for different solutions. You can grab a TRX. You can just use your body weight. Mark alluded to that. Mark's doing a lot of body weight training. Now I'll have a link down to his Instagram. I have a link to both Brandon and Mark. I will have a link to their Instagram feeds down below so you can see that information and see how they apply it. The whole point of this conversation for this episode was to be somewhat informal, yet still provide you with an insight about creative solutions for how you can exercise. If you're getting a little stale, whether you've been working out at home or whether you've been going back to the gym and you're just looking for different ideas, I wanted to talk to two of the most creative people I know and try to bring those ideas to you. If you have any comments, any feedback, reach out to me, Pete at PeteMcCallFitness.com. If you go to PeteMcCallFitness.com, you sign up for for my mailing list, I'll send you a chapter from my book, Smarter Workouts, and you'll get killer content in your email box a couple times a month that'll teach you how to use exercise to not only enhance, but to extend your life. So exercise can enhance your quality of life, and exercise can also help you to extend your lifespan. So with that, as always, thank you for stopping by, and I do look forward to having you join me for future episodes of all about fitness.